welcome to the law firm of Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. Go ahead, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit back and listen. excitement, of course, is going to come at the end of the summer uh, during Sexual Awareness Week. We import 200 hookers from around the world, and each camper, armed with only a thermos of coffee and $2,000 cash, tries to visit as many countries as he can. And the winner, of course, is named King of Sexual Awareness Week and is allowed to rape and pillage the neighboring towns until camp ends. God, I want to go to that camp. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Davis and Davis Show. Whoa. How you been? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome. I sound drunk. I'm not. He's sleepy. Scotty's sleepy. Uh, DavisonDavisShow.com, where you can go and listen to podcasts and uh, look at pictures and all kinds of interesting facts and know everything that we've ever drunk in our lives. And you so want to sh- talk about the other website now? How about the davisdavisshow.com? Oh my for your god. Awesome merch needs. Oh. You could fix that in post. Oh wait, that oh, is a t-shirt. Hold on, you could have that t-shirt. Oh, I'm going to put that up. Ooh, that'll be the next t-shirt. Um, <laughs> 146 days left until Christmas, so everyone knows. Hooray! <laughs> Tidbit. Uh <laughs> We got we're we're in we're in the under sixty days now for uh, putting we're, dude we're under fifty yeah under like, fifty uh, it was like one week and fourteen days I think we have left or uh, one month and fourteen days it is currently seventy three degrees in Putin Bay <laughs> and uh, one hundred and seven in Texas I don't want to talk about it <laughs> so yeah um. We were supposed to start. Ooh, it's only 101 right now. Okay. Oh, sweet, man. It's tolerable now. 101 with 30% humidity, and the feels like temperature is 105. <laughs> and I'm supposed to have a jam session with my friends. Um, thank you, Tidbit. Excuse me? Tidbit. It oh, it gives you suggestion. something to do. Yeah. We're jamming now, man. What do you want? You're, you're doing the tidbit, man. Tidbit is so fucking slow. Um, <laughs> oh man! Um, so what are you drinking, dude? Um, went He's to my not... huh? Oh, I, I like every every other week you've been like, I'm really not drinking. I have a I have a sleep study test, or I have a. I have to go to my cardiologist tomorrow. And I'll blah, 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 blah. Fuck that. I'm drinking. What are you talking about? Dude. No, I got I got a sleep study in October is my next one. We're not going to tape the show that day because I'm not going to go in that night. No, yeah. I <laughs> went to my local liquor store and um, my my 
my cousin, this cousin once removed, I don't know, Martina works there. And she said, Hey, the boss told me about this thing called very old Barton. Yeah. He says it's, it's really inexpensive, but it's really good. So I pick up this bottle. I'm like, is this plastic? It's a big plastic bottle, but it's 20 bucks. When I get at home. Mm-hmm. I realize it's 1.75 liters. If it, it was, it was twenty dollars. I'm like, uh, okay. Honestly, this is it, it's not very involved. It doesn't have a lot of nuance, but it's it's only eighty proof, so it's smooth. It, it's better than Jim Beam, in my opinion, and half the price. I'm like, I'm gonna try those um, Amburana uh, wood chips. Ooh, dude. Ooh. I put I took the two bourbons that I had. And put them into like, I don't know if it's a pint. It might be a pint, but I didn't film all the way. Put some of the chips in there, let them seep for about 48 hours. Wow. I'm telling you, man, it, it, you get some like cinnamons, you get some spices, you get a little vanilla, a little sweet, a little more oak. The color changes on these things too. It, it's really interesting stuff. Uh, Amburana is a Brazilian oak named after the country from which the majority of Amburana trees are grown. So it's really, it, it's usually used in a Brazilian spirit called cachaca, a sugarcane spirit similar to rum. Uh, it tends to reduce the acidity in the beverage, highlight the beverage flavor while contributing its own sweet, savory gingerbread and vanilla, herbal notes of thyme. Uh, thyme? Thyme. Thyme. We have, we have thyme. Thyme. <laughs> Herbal notes of time can also be detected. I'll tell you what, man. The, the, I didn't put very many chips in there. They, they're really good. They're really. You, you should take a cheap. And I'm good. This is the perfect cheap bourbon to try that stuff out on. So I'm I'm super excited about that. All righty. I oh, am... more. But yeah, what are you drinking? Oh, I'm drinking. Um, I'm Coffee drinking and White Claw. White Claw today, but. Um... God, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to look it up now because I'm drinking it out of the cup and I don't have the can sitting in front of me. But it's a new variant of um white claw. It's like a what is it called? What was it called? Juice sliced. Um Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta love yourself a little. I mean, don't you love when they ask you after you've been to their website about fourteen times? Are you old enough? Are you no. over eighteen? No. Are you okay? It's called White Claw Surf Seltzer. Surf. Surf Seltzer, and it comes in tropical pomelo smash. Citrus Yuzo Smash, Watermelon Lime Smash, and Wildberry Akai Smash. A smash or pass. A wave of refreshing ripe wild berries paired, paired with the unique tartness of exotic Akai Berry for a sophisticated blend uh, of, of a conflict. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I've said enough now. Here's, you need to play you need to play the 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 white people bit for that uh, what in the hell the the shit for, white. for white people 
All right. The only reason I've been drinking White Claw lately is because beer is too thick in this heat. Oh, yeah. Um, and bourbon is just too strong for this heat. Yep. Um, no, I get it, dude. I, I've, I've been there. I, I get it. So, so I, I tried this, and here's what I will say. It is crisper to drink because it has a, a bit more tartness to it. It's not all sweet. Yeah. I, I'm actually liking this. Uh, like, does it actually have flavor? Because I've only tasted seltzers, and they tasted like soda water, and, and they whispered a, a hint of, you know, the strawberry. And it's not really strawberry. It's just, you know. Yeah. Um, no, it, it has really good flavor. Right. Um, it, it's not overpowering like the original seltzers um, that you, you try. What they've done is they've added something to tarten it up instead of it being this sweet, just, you know, oh, it tastes like I'm licking up somebody's mango. and <laughs> um, So it's got some tartness to it, and it tastes really good, and I'm very very happy with it because you can drink four or five of them and you don't feel sluggish afterwards you ever try the high noons no i haven't tried that yet the the guys at work drink them all the time i i've never tried it but they seem to like them quite a bit so um what was it i was drinking the other day it was uh some sort of a lemonade thing um the Jack Nicholson one? No, 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 no. The Jack Nicholson. What? Don't you mean Jack Nicholas? Jack Nicholas. Uh, the the, uh, the golfer actually, stuff. it's it's not Jack Nicholas. It's Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer. <laughs> there we go. That's the one. <laughs> Sports related. What do you want from me? Uh, no, it was some sort of a hard lemonade that was. Um, I, it was just so good and in this heat um that's that's really kind of something that that you uh you, you kind of there it is it's called simply spiked lemonade hmm. and they come in different flavors and stuff like that um and let's see here wow a twenty-four ounce can at Target is two ninety-nine. Because we all need to buy things in roadie size twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Give me um, a double deuce of that. <laughs> hit me up, man. <laughs> uh, all right. On a uh, more somber note, we did have two big celebrity deaths just recently. Sinead O'Connor passed away, uh, I believe, the day after we did our podcast last week and uh she had been battling with a lot of mental issues for a long time she was only a month older than i was or am which kind of blew my mind uh and then really really sad paul rubens passed away with a a private bout of cancer is exactly how they they pronounced it i had no clue he was sick we're gonna miss peewee you know i used to have that bike Dude, that's an awesome bike. What are you talking about? 
dude, somebody just broke into my room. I think it's a cat. It's gonna be a cat. <laughs> Stupid cats. I'll have one up here smash my keyboard here in a moment, I'm pretty sure. But <sighs> um so it's been hundred degrees. Hundred. Hundred. I'm not even I'm gonna say it like a Texan does. It's fucking hot. <laughs> I, just to, just to piss you off, it did not hit eighty degrees today here. It's seventy right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my my boss at work uh, spent the last week in Solon, Ohio, enjoying our cool climate weather. Hmm. And uh, uh, our our company has bought a golf course in Solon, and we own the two golf courses in Medina. And they're all fucked up. Um, oh, my. Just had bad management for a long time. And uh, so they actually sent our GM up there for a week. They sent our head chef up there for a week. And, oh, shit. Uh, that's, that's, that's heavy duty. Our head chef comes back. I, I talked with him this week this morning uh he was sitting in his office doing inventory i was like hey how is solon how'd you like solon and he goes uh let me tell you uh their best chef is uh almost as good as bob (laughs) (laughs) when i went what what he goes yeah Bob should move back to Ohio. <laughs> He'd be like the second best chef there. I'm like, he's like the worst chef we got. He's like, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then he looks at me, he's like, after being up there for a week. I now realize that it's not Bob's fault that he sucks. <laughs> it's yeah, Ohio's it's just fault. Just how, how he was raised. <laughs> you pierogi eating mother. <laughs> I tried to do the whole thing of, hey, understand where uh, up in Ohio, there's there's a bit of a different i don't want to say demographic it's not a demographic there is an absolute difference in the amount of people and the amount of people that you have to choose from cleveland's population is about 285,000 people dallas fort worth's population is 4 million yeah we're we're getting closer to 400,000 now up in cleveland but yeah all yeah, right, you're th- talking th- hundreds of thousands versus millions. Yeah. There's a huge, okay. Okay. Dallas, Fort Worth, 4 million. What's the population of Solon? Oh, it's probably 89,000. No, it's probably not even that. It's probably 50,000. So 
down here, hiring people is, it's a totally different thing. I can actually, as a manager, be picky and be like, (laughs) all right, cool. Yeah, I'll hire you. I don't think I need you, 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 or you. Where in Ohio, it's totally different. Somebody applies and you go, holy fuck, we got somebody to walk in the door. (laughs) Somebody was stupid enough to apply for our job. Hire that bastard. So now, now comes the big push by Scott. Because I know, I know that our vice president over that area is the same guy that runs our area down here. Mm-hmm. So he knows who I am. He, you know, I, Does I, he know you're from Ohio also? Ah, uh, ding, ding, ding. Ah, <laughs> uh, hey, you know, ding, I used ding. to live right in that area. Dang. I'm pretty good with the, you know, people and the culture up there. Uh, Maybe I can help out. Who knows? You know, and, and the, the, your, your label, your labor pool is minuscule. Mm-hmm. I mean, the chef qualified labor pool is minuscule. The the line cooks up in Ohio are making twenty to twenty five dollars an hour, where down here they make sixteen. Why? Because they can't find any. So they keep upping the prices. And, uh, you know, we, we, we've had some conversations. I was like, at this point in time, I'm not trained enough to be a general manager. But I could be an AGM. I still have to learn the inventory system and all the other stuff. But I know how to run a business. And uh, you, ever, you ever do food costs before in a restaurant? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. When when I was a manager at Domino's Pizza. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. When I managed the bar in Virginia Beach, um, food cost is food cost is actually fairly easy. You know, you you yeah. you, you try to keep you punch your, all the numbers in, and it usually works itself out. Yeah. Well, I, I when you're dealing with a restaurant, you're you're trying for a twenty five percent. Uh, profit in what you're you're doing when it comes to food. Food you don't make a lot of money on. Um, it's getting people in and getting them to buy the alcohol that helps you, as far as that goes. Um, or soda pop, for that matter. It's yeah. But there is a difference, like with a golf course, like what, like our uh, we have a pulled pork sandwich here. I do believe that most likely, well, I'll tell you right now, I bought a 20-pound pork butt that I'm going to smoke tomorrow to make pulled pork for with 20 pounds. I paid $7 for it. Oh, Jesus. That's, that's we charge, $20 worth of meat up here. We charge $40 worth of meat up here. We charge $10 for a pulled pork sandwich, and you'll probably get 50 of them out of a 20-pound pork butt. Um, yeah, there's, there's ways to make money in the food industry, but I digress. I noticed our buzzer didn't make a noise. Yeah, it did. I didn't hear it. It, it should timer. Yeah, it's gone. Anyway.
Maybe Jesus does not like you. <laughs> All right. So uh, I, the the only exciting thing I got going on this week is I'm getting my driveway tomorrow. Oh, I'm so is happy. It all over? No, no, no. We with the they came in and did the garage, right? And then they and went. and they're gonna do the. But tomorrow is driveway day. I'm excited. I know it's the little things in life, but I'm excited about it. Yeah, it's the little things in life. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you did you see the thing about the uh, the Queen of Chaos? No, do tell. Uh, I the Queen of Chaos is a lady from Kentucky who's been arrested like twenty times uh, for having illegal Xanax. Okay. And um, she's become famous because she smiled in every one of her mug shots. And it got put onto a website called, I think it was Mugsies or something like this. I I, I don't really watch Fox News, but I was on YouTube and something came up about the great Gutfeld show and the Queen of Chaos. Um, uh, do you have a minute? Yeah, well, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Stop sharing because I forgot to share a uh, sound. Oh, that's why I didn't hear the thing. There you go. The chaos queen is coming clean. Earlier this week, we told you about the wonderful story of Kentucky woman Rayanna Brock, whose incredible array of mugshots from her multiple arrests went viral. Take a look at those. I think you can see a trend here. She seems like she's having a really good time getting cuffed. (laughs) Dare I say it, she looks great. Very, very happy. I mean, she's happier getting arrested than I am watching Cat cry. (laughs) Talk Talk about overcoming adversity. Now, she used to go by the handle the Queen of Chaos 23, which means there had to be 22 others before her, RIP. But she says with the help of family and friends, she's turned her life around and she's ready to share her story. Joining us now, Rayana Brock. Hey there, Rayana. <laughs> oh my God. What, I, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Doing. Are you just easygoing and just smile with everything, or do you only smile when you're doing a mugshot? Either, either or. <laughs> Usually just the mugshots, just to make them mad. <laughs> Was that the strategy? Was that they would, you would smile because that would upset the person taking the shot? Yeah, see, my first mugshot, I started to smile, and he was like, you need to stop smiling. And I just kept smiling, and he took it anyways. <laughs> now, what made you, um, I don't even know where to go. Uh, the, uh, um, were you, uh, maybe were you on some kind of substance at the time? I was addicted to Xanax very badly wow. during my college years, so. Interesting. I don't know many people addicted to Xanax. Because it generally kind of like it's much of a downer. What, yeah, that's this doesn't make sense because you're smiling. I would think you'd be on an upper. Yeah, um, I don't know if you've ever been to Kentucky, but most of the population in Kentucky is addicted to Xanax. 
Most of the population is addicted to Xanax. I think you get your mute on, dude. Guess you're laughing. I can't hear you. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Kentucky, man. I, it all makes sense now. <laughs> that would have made it a better trip, wouldn't it? <laughs> my brother's, my brother's third wife was was from Kentucky. <laughs> and guess what her name was? Xanax. Red. <laughs> Red. Red. I show up at the at the gazebo in Medina uh-huh. for the wedding. And uh I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be in my brother's wedding. I'm gonna help him get married. This is gonna be great. First time I meet the girl. She's like, hi y'all. And I'm like, oh fuck. What <laughs> the hell are we getting into? Then the car with her parents show up all the way from Kentucky. Uh-huh. It was a pickup, wasn't it? I no, it was a minivan. No, okay. Um so she shows up. How how he shows up. Her father. Door opens. Man in a bright purple suit with a ruffle shirt. Classy dude. And his hair was dyed purple. God, that oh god that <laughs> no, go on. This reminds me of another story. Please go on. So, so you have Red who at the wedding wore red had bright red hair and sitting in the front row is dad all in purple with bluish purple hair <laughs> I, I turned it i looked at my brother i was like what the fuck did you do ray <laughs> Kind of the way I felt at your wedding, honestly. <laughs> um, my wife's fam, my ex-wife's family, was totally sane. I mean, Tom was great. I loved Tom. Um, her dad was freaking great, and her mother, Leah. But he was kind of a dick because he didn't warn you, did he? <laughs> what father is going to? Okay. <laughs> Have you gone up to your daughter's boyfriend and gone, she can be a little bit unstable at times? This is me we're talking about. You goddamn right I have. <laughs> you sure you want to get into this mess? <laughs> All righty then. Don't say I didn't warn you. Hey, when he, when he came up and met you for the first time, did you like I I totally have visions of you doing this. Taking like a shoe shine towel to the top of your head the whole time. Hey, how you doing? I had hair back then. What are you talking about? 
No, I meant, I, I meant I meant your your daughter's new boyfriend, the BMW oh, no. driver. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> you know, the one that you're always picking on because he drives a BMW. <laughs> they goes <laughs> Actually he races those little midget cars like in the dirt tracks and everything, which I find kind of cool. I ain't gonna lie. Uh yeah, she sent me a picture of yeah. uh because yeah, he uh, won his first race for the first time like two or three weeks ago. Yeah, he's racing sprints on dirt. And, um, dude, I give him kudos, man, because I couldn't do it. That takes do well with drifting, man. That takes a lot of balls, man. Well, yeah. dirt racing is not easy. Uh, no, no. Give the boy props. Yeah, you, you got to give him props. And, I mean, yeah, it's it's just not hard to swing a car into a corner and hope that it and, and, and he fixed my sump pump while I wasn't at, while I was at work. So, but, you know, he's a, he's a good kid. I like him. Yeah, you say that now. Yeah, well. Tom said that about me when I got married. <laughs> then when I got divorced, he was like, we don't want her back. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think we hyped her up like we did? <laughs> She's a tramp. She's a scoundrel. <laughs> Scotty and the Tramp. The new Disney show. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. We're, we're well past the break. Anything else come to your mind that you... No. Um oh. I I did the doctor again. Mm -hmm. For general or specific something? I have nothing. I mean no. well, that's good. Dude, I I am probably the healthiest guy that you'll meet that's weighing two hundred twenty five pounds. Um cool. oh, that was about the only thing. <laughs> Okay, so he did say two things. <laughs> People have to understand that I say things to get shock value. Um, so I'm, I'm in there, and he's like, yeah, you need to lose some more weight. And I'm like, dude, 100 pounds wasn't enough for you? What do you want? A brick shit house? And he was like, <laughs> that's not funny. The other thing is you have to cut back on the Viagra. <laughs> so what's, what the hell's wrong with that? It lowers your blood pressure. I said, I know. It also stops me from sweating when I'm out on the golf course. Look, <laughs> <laughs> like that stuff was made for heart problems. It, you, you should be happy I'm on that stuff. What are you talking about? They're not candy. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the reason that you keep having those headaches i'm like oh, okay i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> you refilled the refill three times in a month and a half <laughs> that's supposed to last you three months <laughs> what can i that's say like, i'm on more <laughs> What can I say, man? <laughs> so, what do you I want? Got, I got a private bedroom now, man. What do you think I'm doing? 
Oh, and they always hate it when you say. Ah, uh, anyway. If so you shared a sound effect with us, we didn't hear it. Son of a. Dude, I just made like two of the best jokes and you didn't hear it. No. Yeah, I kind of did. Hey, try not to suck any dick on the way through the parking lot. Yeah, and and then I did. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. Yeah. <laughs> you need to change those out. They're getting a little stale. But I mean. Bueller. 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 That's what I hear when I forget to hit the share button. <laughs> and yes, I do have to change them out. I need some time. I'll take some time tomorrow. I'll, I'll try and find some and send them to you if I can. So anyway, we need to take a break. Maestro, do you got some outro music that might be fitting for this whole shenanigan we're doing today? Maybe. You like movies about gladiators? Fight the fairies! You fight those fairies! We can't go into break. Why not? It's time for the Davis and Davis Show Motivational Minute. Work-life balance is bullshit. There should be no balance. Life is way more important than work. If you are working nearly as much as you are living, then you are fucked. Fuck the work-life balance. Embrace work-life imbalance. Work less, live more. That is all. All right, kids, see you in a bit.
Dude, I was just uh, <laughs> I, I I just looked up Pat Benatar. Um, she originally was going to be an opera singer, if I recall. She was. Um, she was married to her guitar player for many years. Well, that's what I was just uh, <clears throat> looking up. Uh, her first husband, Dennis Benatar. I am not going to try to say her May original name. name because it's Patricia May Andrzejewski. That's pretty good. It's close to that. But, but she married in 1982 to Neil Gerardo. 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 And it just seems like a real interesting story. Um, so much so that they wrote a musical about their them love affair. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's really kind of cool. She was inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2020. Nice. Um, I always had a thing for her. <laughs> uh, oh, they were both Roman Catholic, but they did not marry within the church due to former divorces. Uh, for shame. No. <laughs> so, 
that's why you get an annulment. <laughs> because so, legally, it's not a real marriage. <laughs> so, Scott, what are we doing for today's show? I don't know. I think we should do one-hit wonders. What do you think? Oh, my God. I think that it's 107 degrees. I think you fell asleep on the couch as soon as you got home from work, didn't you? Okay. So, yes, I did. <laughs> I, got, I got home at 4 o'clock. I sat down in the air conditioning for the first time in eight hours. I was... Dude, I'm soaked in sweat. <laughs> and uh, there's like salt deposits on my shirt. Um, so I sat down on the couch and I was like, I'm going to turn on a YouTube video just to get in the mood for the show and I'll be all right. Next thing I know, I open up my eyes and it's an hour past taping and I'm like, <laughs> well, hmm. there went show, show prep. <laughs> Uh, I'm texting him like, yeah, I'm ready to go anytime you want. Hour later, I'm like, uh, hello? Nothing. <laughs> then I get a phone call a half hour after that going, I just woke up. <laughs> Sorry, uh, man. Yeah. Um, We've all had those days. I couldn't, I couldn't function in that weather. There's no way. There is no way. There's okay I have. I have too much insulation i'm too much like a walrus to be able to live down there so you want to do cover songs uh-huh. i want to do no i want to do one hit wonders oh i mean we did cover songs which i noticed that second episode didn't come out yet oh yeah they're all edited but i literally get home from work and i fall immediately to sleep <laughs> i am so freaking drained well, you, you're in your worst time of year for yeah. your job. I I have the next two episodes because the the cover songs is three fucking episodes. Oh, really? Oh my god, I did not know that. Yeah, five hours of oh wow cover songs. It's good um, stuff, though, man. But I said to myself, the minute that this show is after we're done recording, I'm going to post it. And then the second one will come out on Thursday. Cool. Um, I had to cheat on us and listen to another podcast today. Why? Because I'm caught up. (laughs) Actually, you ever seen, uh, was it a CW show called Smallville? It was like Superman as a kid kind of thing. Yes. Do you remember the kid who played Lex Luthor? Yes. He has this really great podcast. He was also in Guardians of the Galaxy uh, 2 and 3. Uh, he played the, the shiny diamond dude and everything. He's got a great podcast. He gets some great ho- guests on there. And, and it's mostly sci-fi people and stuff like that. He, was, uh, he did one with Will Wheaton, Gates McFadden, Jonathan Frakes. He was just doing Brent Spiner today. I was like, I got to listen to this stuff. So hmm. I was geeking out. It was great. Nice. Inside You is the name of the podcast. I highly recommend it. Scott disappeared. Oh, there he is. Hi. Oh, wait, you're back. What? He's either trying to scratch his back or fart. I'm not sure which. Never trust a fart after 40. 
I keep trying, but they aren't coming. Um, all right. So we have, well, we have a list to cover. Not come, God. One hit wonders. And honestly, had we thought about this in advance, we would have done it by decades because there's so many. But these are kind of our favorite one hit wonders. We each got about 20, so buckle up. Oh, God. <laughs> I think we're gonna start with Burke. All right, because I'm never prepared. It's all right. I got you covered. I got stuff about your tunes too. Just so you know. Oh God, I hope so because all I have the <laughs> tunes. Um. <laughs> so my number twenty pick. The name of the band is Steam. Two guys. Paul Lika and Gary DiCarlo were in a band. It, it almost sounded like it was a college band or something. And they written this song. And so they resurrected this song one day and said, we got to record this thing. While they're recording it, they said, you know what? We should put a chorus to it and make it longer. So he's, you know, and the, the quotes are, he started writing well, I was sitting at the piano and I'm just doing na 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 because everything is na 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 when you don't have a lyric. But then at the end of all of my na na na's, Gary added, hey, hey. We're like, that's good enough. Bye. That'll work. Sorry. Yeah. So this is na na na, kiss him goodbye, 1969 by Steam.
great thing about this song is like there's all sorts of sports teams that adopted this song. Do you remember in the early days of MTV, they had a game show called Remote Control? Yes. That, that whenever a contestant got kicked off, the entire audience sang this song as they were getting kicked off and their, their stuffed armchair was getting flipped backwards with them. It was awesome. <laughs> what have you ever been shy about burping on me? You'll, you'll not cough on the air, but your burps, you, you're always proud of. Now you're like shying away from like, oh, excuse me. Excuse me. I have a little gassy. I picked the long version, of course. steam yeah good tune very good tune all right sir i believe you are up next what do you got for i i do know what your list is because i wrote down some stuff about it band a band in uh november 1992 brian vander of the band johnny with an eye signed a production deal with producer-engineer Thomas Jansen, owner of Station C Studios Incorporated. After Jansen produced, recorded, and mixed all of the songs with, for Johnny with an I, uh, Jansen was looking for something a little bit bigger and better. So, hence the fact that Brian Vander Ark and brother Brad Vander Ark came up with a new band. They were called the Verb Pipe. Have you heard of the Verb Pipe? Yeah. The Verb Pipe had several songs that came out. Only one of them ever charted. Hence the fact that it's called a one-hit wonder. There you go. 1997, the song The Freshman came out and uh, made it to number five on the chart. Nice. Uh, On the alternative list, it made it to number one, which which nowadays you listen to the song and you're like, this was this is alternative alternative <laughs> uh but a very 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 well written song mm-hmm. and well the, it, go on it, it was kind of it was it was a where's my where are my notes find me my notes 
Uh, he had the melody in a short story that pertained to me and a friend of mine who had dated the same girl and kind of went back and forth with her. I dated her for a while. Then we broke up. He dated her for a while. I dated her again. One of us got her pregnant and she said she had an abortion. Neither of us knew who the father was. So that's the truth about that's about this song. This is the freshman by the verve pipe. We do the really long songs that we can play on our phone while they're playing, just you know. I was young, I knew everything. She a punk who rarely ever took advice. Now I'm guilt stricken, sobbing with my head on the floor. Stop them, baby's breath, and a shoe full of rice. No, can't be held responsible. She was touching her face. I won't be held responsible. She fell in love in the first place. For the love of me, I cannot remember what made us think that we were wise and we never compromised. For the life of me, I cannot believe we'd ever die for these sins. We were merely freshmen. Man, I think that we 
All right, so I was actually watching the video that they did, their official video. Right. Um, and it's very interesting knowing the backstory to the song, because when the song came out, I was just like, oh, my God, this song's awesome. This song's yeah. great. But now I just watched the video knowing the backstory, and I'm like, wow. Uh <laughs> I, I mean, it's, the, it's up your alley. Scott's depression rock on KTEL, right? Holy <laughs> cow. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the, but it, it always amazes me with songwriters how mature they get and how quickly they get that mature. Because that song, as I'm sitting there listening to it, I'm like, I could relate myself to about 50 situations where that song um relates to you <laughs> yeah yeah but, yeah but at an older age that's yeah. that, that song wasn't relative when i was their age it was relative more now you know no but i mean think about it he was almost the same age as us when he wrote the song really i didn't know that but he's still the same age as us <laughs> yeah but he wrote the song when he was younger I know, but that's what I'm saying is that <laughs> songwriters have this knack for, oh, Bert keeps sending me notes. I'm sorry it's loud. I I have, did, I'm just saying. I have no control over it. It's YouTube. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, but the ability to articulate in song a situation that you're going through always amazes me. Um, yeah. Neil Schoen, uh, uh, Neil Schoen, Steve Perry were extremely good at articulating in music what they were feeling. And, and I felt the same way about the verb pipe, which is why I was very surprised that the band never made it past one song. Yeah. Uh, kind of sad. I would have liked to hear more from him. Um, yeah, me too. Uh, anyways, we are up to your number 19. Number 19. Now, I had a little blurb when I sent all this music to Scott originally, and I said pretty much everything on the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. And I, I honestly, pretty much everything on the Guardians, it, they're all one hit. Well, most of them are one hit wonders. They're all fantastic songs. This is one of them. This is by the Five Stair Steps. This song is ranked number 402 on the Rolling Stone Magazine's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. And this is Ooh Child from 1970. Things will get brighter. 
So what year did this come out? It was 19, uh, 1970. I think it was very early in 1970. It almost has a, a 60s, almost a 50s vibe. Well, they they were back in like the mid-60s making music. And the thing I love about them is their last names. All it, They're a family. All their last names are Burke. Clarence Burke, Aloha Burke, Clarence, James, Charles, Dennis Burke, Kenneth, Kenny Burke. No wonder, Burke. You, no wonder you liked it. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. Um, ever heard of Oslo, Norway? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Then you know where this band is from. <laughs> I can't believe this is so low on your list. Um, it, it should have been higher. It should have been higher. But my my number one um has to be one of the biggest one hit wonders because it was the only real song she produced and she sang it in malls yes. so <laughs> so anyway, i was like we're getting, we're this, getting has, this, this yeah <laughs> um this this band is from oslo norway a fabulous place uh the band was formed in 1982 that puts it with Yaz that puts it with uh U2 um yeah bunch of other good music came out in 82 bunch, yeah absolutely bunch of music that came out uh it wasn't until the mid 80s 
that this song came out. Uh, this song, uh, I gotta quit saying ah. Uh, Burke actually sent me a version of this song. The, 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 the version we know is the fourth iteration of this song. Yeah. And, and obviously the best because number three is funky as all hell. Um, so the band is AHA. Mm-hmm. And like I said, they were formed in 1982. Uh, the uh, members are Morton. Oh, God. A lot of Norwegian Listen. names coming up here. We're going to slaughter them. We apologize now. Morten Harget. Morten Hargeten. Magna. Oh, Magna van Hormen. <laughs> and Paul Wachter Savoy. <laughs> Now, this song on its own would have been a hit. Yes. But the video propelled it above and beyond. This is this was the amazing thing about MTV is that it threw bands into the spotlight. From stardom this, to superstardom. This song yes, this song is great. This song is really good. I guarantee you five dollars if MTV hadn't been around. This song never would have charted anywhere. Yeah, it would have hit the charts. It would never have been as big as it was. Now, do you know? Do you know who the director was that came up with this concept for this video? Uh, the, I, I do have that. Um, it was directed by Steve Barron. Yep. Do you know what else he had? done for music videos uh uh, i don't actually have that in here okay michael jackson's billy jean madonna's burning up toto's africa eddie grant's electric avenue and brian adams summer of 69 really yeah so this guy has some chops already do you got to get he got together with a couple animators and, and and went above and beyond with this video so do you know where this was filmed at? I do not know, but this was one of the first rotoscoped things that was ever put on MTV where they trace animation over live action footage. Yes, it was the it was the first rotoscoping live action footage traced uh, to be used on MTV. Warner Brothers loved it so much that they paid a lot of money for how to do the rotoscope <laughs> hey, can you teach us how to do that we'll, we'll throw you a couple of dollars uh it was the video was filmed in 1995 or sorry 1985 at kim's cafe in london mm. england that was an english cafe that's right do you want to give them all a little tidbit of the previous version? You don't no. have to play a lot. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to that. But okay. I'm gonna explain this first. "Take on Me" is a synth pop song that includes acoustic and electric guitars plus keyboards, written at a very fast tempo. 
myself as a lighting designer tempo i i understand that usually most songs that are rock and roll are 120 beats per minute yeah 105 120 something like yeah this is 169 <laughs> a little frenetic uh the lyrics are a plea for love and constructed in a verse chorus form with a bridge before the final chorus the song is written in the key of a major so happy and upbeat that's well happy upbeat and high (laughs) (laughs) um anyways like like burke said this song was written before it was released in the video the video was the fourth the fourth yeah the fourth attempt or at the song i'm gonna play a little snippet well number three this is the third iteration. This is the third iteration, which came out in 1984. And I don't think that it was actually fully released, but it may have I, I don't know, but you can find it on YouTube. That's a great thing. All right. Here's, here's the 84 third version. You know what? They were aiming for Flock of Seagulls with this version. So that version beats per minute is down at about 130 it's not all the way up at 169 which is interesting to me as a lighting designer because i'm like sitting here going that song would be a lot easier to light (laughs) than what i'm about to play you this is the uh final version the warner brothers version of Aha's take on me.
watched the video for this lately? oh god a million times man i i need that hair <laughs> now i gotta i gotta give it to whoever remixed this song for this last version they 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 took out like the effects on his voice and just let his voice stand out there cleaned up the keyboards it's a really really good good mix of this song oh yeah this has got a great set of pipes on him you ever see Deadpool 2 All right, so I know I cut that off, people. There's a reason for it. Because the deconstructed acoustic slowed down version is killer. to say I'll say it anyway today is another day to find you shying away I'll be coming for your love okay and take on me Crunchy, yes. I'm on so good. Ends, but that's me. I'm stumbling away. Slowly learning that life is okay. And say after me, it's no better to be safe than sorry. And I take on. I just, uh, I mean, I love that version. Holy shit. 
it's uh sad and poignant and just, it's a whole different take on that song good yeah god it totally oh, changes so it, it literally just the mood changes the meaning of the yeah. song yeah uh so good absolutely phenomenal and what i love about the acoustic version is that once again just like the mtv video there's no reverb there's no nothing it is him he's got a great voice singing yeah and it's just so clear and and solid uh Mm. hang on a second That is so hard. That is so. <laughs> I mean, he's he's slipping into falsetto effortlessly. Effortlessly, yeah. It's just yeah, it, yeah. He's got a great, great grasp of his vocal cords. It's it's, it's it's a great version. I I think we got enough time to knock this one out. This one's kind of a throwaway song for me. This this is a song I actually remember from my youth. And um, my parents were young when they had me, but they and they loved pop music and they listened to the you know AM radio, FM radio, all this kind of stuff. I really remember this song. I really liked it as a kid. Um, and it, it's it's I couldn't find many stats or much about it. Um, this is a song from 1972, and the lady's name is Chi Coltrane. Um, she is actually a, an excellent musician, producer, singer, and songwriter. She wrote this song called Thunder and Lightning. And unlike some other singer-songwriters of the time, she was said to have been an equal to any session musician in her piano playing of anyone out there. Because she's playing the piano on her own in this in this song here. This is Thunder and Lightning from 1972.
that's almost like a big old funk beat in there. Now, a, a lot like Casey and the Sunshine Band, a lot of people thought she was a black singer, and she's not. She's just got that soul and that funk piano going on. I mean, I'm sure she's got some blues background in there, but she's got... This is just a great little song that just kind of flew into the radar. Hmm. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we got to take a little break here. What? So, Maestro, you what you got confused. to take? So what are you? You're confused. What you see? You, you just did thunder and lightning, right? Uh huh. Yeah, we're gonna go out with this. Just a young gun with a quick fuse. I was uptight, wanna let loose. I was dreaming of bigger things and wanna leave my old life behind. Not a yes sir, not a follow up Fit the box, fit the mold, have a seat in the foyer Take a number, I was lightning before the thunder Thunder, 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 thunder Thunder, 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 thunder Thunder, feel the thunder Lightning and the thunder Thunder Thunder, thunder, lightning, thunder, 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 thunder. Kids were laughing in my classes while I was scheming for the masses. Who do you think you are? Dreaming about being a big star. They say you're basic, they say you're easy. You're always riding in the backseat. Now I'm smiling. From the stage while you were clapping in the nosebleeds. Hey, make sure that you check back soon for part two of this podcast.